Hi, I'm Stevie W. And Callum. And this is the High Ground Podcast. And okay, a couple of weeks ago, I at last I got hit by the bullet that I've been dodging for so long because everybody, Callum, Callum, and my fiance <laughs> have been moaning on and on and on and on and on and on. I should be watching Game of Thrones, a series that started in 2011. That I dodged for so long, and I'm now on. <laughs> and which I, I want to get through this because I. You, you, here's the thing: if you're in a relationship with someone that moans on at you, that we always watch the stuff you want to watch. When are we going to watch some of the stuff that I want to watch? And you, you, you keep putting it off by saying, "Oh, let's watch this, let's watch that, let's watch the other." And you get to the point where you actually have to watch Game of Thrones because she's not going to let it go. No, and I, I wouldn't have either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm now on episode season two, just watched as of recording. And this is a good thing about IMDb. Was it episode five I said earlier? Yeah, the, the Ghosts of Harrenhal. Yeah, Harrenhal. You know, anytime I hear names like that, and was it just based on a story of fire and ice? A song of ice and fire. Yeah, that reminds me of a line from uh, when the. When Terry and Jake meet uh, their hero writer, oh yeah, yeah, and I think it's supposed, it's definitely supposed to be based on that. Yeah, and you remember when I saw that title come up, and you hear some of the names. All I think is Terry and uh, and uh, Jake, yeah, <laughs> and all the geeks and uh, J R R J R R M R yeah J R yeah getting getting laid. I don't know if he does, I don't quote me on that, but you know, I'm all I think of is that. And so yeah, I'm five episodes into season two. That's the great thing about Game of Thrones, I think, though, and the books as well. I mean you you immediately come with it like fantasy has a preconception, whether you whether you like to admit it or not, you know, like like how do you feel about Lord of the Rings? You know, that that's a, a common thing, you know, I oh I hate dragons and you know, stuff like that. Whereas Game of Thrones is is more like a, I don't know, it's more like a historical fiction than it is a fantasy. You know, it it works more like a something. Yep, yeah, it's based on the War of the Roses, and you can see that there's real history included in it. You know, like to do with kings and dynasties and stuff like that. And then the fantasy stuff is the background, which is quite a weird thing to have in fantasy. I think that's what really works about it. It, it you can come at it not liking fantasy. And, and wow, that's a good show. I, I it's kind of mean, uh, bear in mind, I'm watching American Gods at the moment, and that's violence and nudity and violence. But to me, American Gods seems to be a little bit more uh, structured to it and less titillation. And you know, as I said, I've been told it gets less with the nudity. It does, yeah. But at the moment, well, especially the first season, it's here's a pretty girl, here she is, naked, here is Aquaman, here is Aquaman, sorry, Jason Momoa, here's Jason <laughs> Momoa covering everything up, but it's dong. And I'm like thinking, this is made so that all the single, single geeks out there have got something to perv over, and I've got a little bit of a uh, bathroom material to <laughs> yeah it's a bit over the top of the first season yeah. but um i still think like you know every show you see now though like seems to be trying to imitate that every single watch now has a lot of shagging in it 
Yeah. And they sort of think it passes the story. And I, it just makes me think of Game of Thrones. Like, I mean, the violence, the sex, the... On, on H, I mean, HBO would do that anyway, don't they? But, yeah. you know, I think the two big shows at the time running concurrently was that and Walking Dead. And they were both pushing the envelope for what you could show on telly. I mean, Walking Dead's not as violent as it's gory, but there's no swearing or sex. So AMC are quite funny about that. Whereas HBO are just like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, it's, it's, it's like when you're watching and you go, I, you, you go, you go, I recognise him. And he's like, oh, Doctor Who. Or I recognise him. Doctor Who. Yeah. There's loads of them. But you know, Harry Potter actors as well. Yeah. As you go along, you'll be like, oh my God, there he is. You mean like Natalie Tenner and uh, yeah. the, what's his name? Julian Glover. Julian Glover, yeah. There's more to come. Yeah, uh, I like, I like, uh, I mean, he's only been in one episode so far, one or two episodes. David Bradley, who I've been told is a, total, yeah. is a nasty person. And I'm like, oh, David Bradley, the doctor. Oh, nice guy. Yeah, but I like, I, I'm looking forward to actually watching him because I, I like him. I think he's brilliant. Oh, he's, he's fucking screen magnetism. Like, when he's on, you, you love him, but yeah. um, he's, a, he's horrible. <laughs> like, there's characters in this where you'll be going, please die. Yeah, I like. I mean, the only the only character, like I said, that where I'm only in to I'm on season two, episode five as of recording. The only truly likable characters is uh, Maisie Williams, Peter Dinklage, and who's his name? The oh, so is it Jerome or no Jerome Flynn? I like those. Oh, three. Ron. Yeah, yeah, those those three are the only three. Because likable, really likable characters. Because Maisie Williams, because from from the arc so far that I've seen, is, yeah. is she seems to be she's a little warrior who just you know wants to get home. Then you've got uh, Peter Peter Dinklage. He seems to be honest. He has his motivations, but he seems to be the honest one. He seems yeah, to be playing yeah, both sides. Yeah, admits that he has motivations, and the rest of them are all just sort of hiding behind. You know, King's Landing is is just a viper's pit. Yeah. But he knows how to get through it because he's not lying about who he is. Yeah, yeah I mean, the great thing about Game of Thrones and you experience this as well is everyone's character changes at some point or goes through such an arc that they're not... I mean, obviously a character arc is you start somewhere and you end in a different place, but there's there's a lot of switching around where you'll, you'll sort of... There'll be characters where you'll like them and then you'll be like, well, I don't like him anymore. Or there'll be characters where you think hate that guy and then later on you'll be thinking i kind of like him now actually yeah. it's 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 realistic in that sense because george martin said he liked characters that he, you know he said in real life sometimes bad people do good things sometimes good people do bad things that's how it is there is no good and evil sort of thing but people like to pigeonhole things as one and not the other yeah i mean classical fantasy is very much good versus evil isn't it yeah but yeah, I like Jer- I did like Jerome Flynn's. He's great. He he is fucking fantastic. But and the, the Hound as well. You gotta love the Hound. Michael. Yeah, it's just that the sea word just pours out of that guy's mouth throughout the whole series. I've, I've only seen him a few times so far, and every time I go, every time I see him, I just go yarp. 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 Yeah. You do see him a lot more later, but it's yeah. just he's, every time he's on the screen, it's just gold. And Gwendolyn Christie, she's pretty. She's fantastic, isn't it? Even from like right, right away. Even in the books, Brienne's a really good character. 
So I, I like her. She's loyal. From what I've seen, because she's only been like two episodes, she's loyal. So Very loyal, like yeah. And it's nice. It's good to do like a a strong woman. Yeah. Because she's like a physically strong woman, whereas you've got characters like Cersei that are strong in terms of you know using their advantages like politics and sex and that. Whereas Brienne's just like a I'll kick the fuck out of you yeah. <laughs> if you cross me. I, I like the arc when the king that she loved Dara gets killed and she loved him and I thought that was that's what oh, Renly. Yeah. R.I.P. Renly. I always thought Renly would have been the best king out of yeah. all of them. Uh, he was Yeah, and uh but killing off uh Sean Bean, like that was like that's gross. And it's that, not like you didn't see it coming though. No, he does it everything. <laughs> and that blondie, that blonde king. Oh, Joffrey. Yeah, I just thought, yeah, when he gets his, it'll be good. Because I know he's only in, not he's only not in all the episodes. But Charles Dance, he adds oh, gravity I, to everything. I love Tywin Lannister. I think he's one of the best characters in the whole show. I don't know what his arc is yet, but like I said, I'm only like uh, episode five and season two. But I, anytime he eats the screen whenever he's on. Oh, it's his voice as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like, he's so like he sounds like a teacher talking down to you. Yeah. And like I can't imagine growing up under that guy. Like even his favorite son, like sometimes thinks, "Fuck this guy." Yeah. Imagine what it was like being Tyrion. Yeah, I, I like him. I mean, it, and the fact that they're always referring to him like his imp and uh, his size and everything, and it's just, I just, he gives a, you know, as an actor, I think he's brilliant. Yeah, I, that that delivery when he's talking about, you know, in the first ever episode when. John Snow calls him the and he, he's he's just not bothered and he just yeah. says like bit of advice bastard like wear your wear your insecurities as an armor and then no one can ever hurt you yeah. and I think that's a work that's such a great like idea. I I, I thought he, he I, I like I mean I, I don't know if his character turns or anything but I like his art as he's at the moment. I just I just think his character is like I said he's this one of the strongest. Yeah, he's definitely. I mean. Ned's always been my favourite character, even though he's only in the first yeah. season. But I, it quickly switches to uh, Peter Dinklage, and they called him Robert Dinklage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you miss it? something I didn't that I didn't like, which is ah, see, this is going the long queue on that one. What's now that? <laughs> No, well, I oh, do you want well, to have a sense? I know it's not that. It was something I had so far that I didn't look, that I didn't like, which it just, it just slipped my my mind. Which it'll come back to me when we do the next one version of this on the next one. But uh, yeah, ah, uh, no. So yeah, this has been ad lib. We did did this. We're doing this bit of a podcast on 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 the fly. But yeah, yeah, it will come back to me. But yeah. It, there's a lot of prostitution in that period of time, isn't there? Yeah, there is. yeah. I mean, that's where you sort of recognise what periods of time they're trying to copy. I mean, I always think King's Landing is like Rome. Mm. You know, like there's prostitutes everywhere in the excess, and then the North is like War of the Roses, Civil War kind of thing. Yeah. It's just that's why I remember. It feels like a well. It does actually feel like a well for a change rather than a you know, Midwest. Doesn't really feel like one, does it? 
Middle Earth is four hours too long, and that's just the first one. <laughs> Times three. <laughs> Six. Why? I just forced towards the extended cut. That's 24 hours of my life I'll never get back. Well, that's interesting, though. Like, I, I know you, you, you're not a fan of Lord of the Rings by any stretch at all. So, do you think this is much better than and different than that? Uh, in terms of construction, I, in production value, I mean, they're both good, but Lord of the Rings, of course, because they did movies, you know. Yeah. But, and this is going to, I'm not approved. I'm not approved by a long shot. And I'll, and I'm also not, but saying what I'm going to say next is I'm not a pervert either. But <laughs> I thought that at times in, in the earlier episodes, especially, that if I was filming it, I would have done a, either some choices I would have made differently, and it all revolves around the nudity because yeah. I thought it was unnecessary. But I also understand that some of your key demographic is going to be the ones that would can, will come back and watch it because of the nudity, on it and it, which is a, a good selling point. It's like uh, years ago, I started to watch Doctor Who. Yeah, and the Matt Smith one after Junior because I heard so many good things about Doctor Who, so so I watched one or two episodes, and I switched it off because I thought the only reason I'm watching it is because I find that hot uh, ginger hot, and yes. and then I stopped watching it. I thought that's all the reason we're watching it. Stop watching it. That's so, so that's. But I understand now that yeah, I should have persevered with Doctor Who on that one because uh, I like the construction. But I do yeah. feel that it that I do find some of the stuff uh, distracting. Yeah, I I, I get I, I do get that criticism. I mean, they took that on board and changed it, you know, second season almost. But I I always like Martin even said like the other side of that coin is that the reason he put like because the books are quite explicit as well. I mean, they're not like Fifty Shades or anything like that. It's just yeah. like. It's, he just said, like, well, why why is there no sex in Lord of the Rings? Where do all these people come from? Does Tolkien think we just think they appear out of the like out of the ground? Yeah. I think like the criticism with all that was that there was there was too simple like good and evil moralities, and you never do see any romance really happening in Lord of the Rings, do no. you? So I think that was like his fighting back against that. But I think because HBO did it, they're obviously quite yeah. they don't have really have any censorship with it. So. <laughs> I know I do find that the sexual stuff in Game of Thrones is a lot more erotic than in the... I've only watched the first one, the first Fifty Shades. So that they managed to get the eroticism right. Yeah, Fifty Shades was just mum porn. But I remember... I mean, you, can, you couldn't ideally realistically make a film of that without it being pornographic. No. I remember I was going to say earlier, the one thing I didn't like so far in Game of Thrones is Mark Addy's character. Um, do you know what I Robert? I, like I liked him, but I didn't like the fact that he was so stupid he didn't realise that his sons were not his sons. I thought that's the thing I didn't like. I thought that was a bit too far-fetched. Because you could tell... I, I always sort of read it that he did know, but he just was too ashamed to say anything because it would undermine his manhood and stuff like that. And he's pissed half the time as well. Yeah. <laughs> but it was kind of... That's, that, that was the thing that I was saying earlier. that, that I remember It came back to me. That's the one thing. But, you know... 
I I like the production. I mean, I like trying to figure out uh, what's. I mean, I'm assuming the budget's not going to be huge because the amount of episodes. So they would they said they've gone for a lot of practical and they've gone for a lot of green screen, and it's just trying yeah. to. And I love it when I see. I love seeing how corners can be cut, um, you know, and I like you know using, using old buildings or using old areas. Yeah, and, and I, I yeah, like, I mean that's one thing Game of Thrones is really good for. Even later on when they have bigger budgets, is still a lot of practical effect. You know, there's thousands of stunt and horses. You know, you can generally tell that's what. I mean, the CG is really good as well yeah. later on. I mean, even. That improves dramatically. The dragons look fantastic later on, but it, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I think they do they do really well with what they had in the early seasons because obviously it wasn't massively famous then. But I like it. I like the and and this goes to and this is one of the things which I really want to do in another podcast is I I I like when it's I call it I call it the Doctor Who thing. Is that I I like and this is this is if you don't like Doctor Who this is one reason to watch Doctor Who is when you look at what's uh, effects what's green screen what's studio what's practical and yeah. I like looking at it because I know because I've I've done research and everything that that uh, when I go to a filming location I can go well this is where they filmed this and this is where they done that this is where they this is where they went to a, a stately home. And they put a green screen up, and they did, uh, just so that they could add a little bit to the backdrop because this bit's practical. And it's watching Game of Thrones and going, "Well, is this one of these things where they just put put uh, put up a, a bit of a green screen just so they could add to it later?" There's a yeah. there's an episode of uh, Doctor Who with Maisie Williams in, which where she plays a I think she's a Viking or something, but it's actually filmed in a medieval village in the middle of Wales, oh. and it's. It's good, so it's good trying to figure out with a show like this where there's definitely a lot of location photography. It's finding out and seeing how they did it and actually trying to spot the effects. Not that I'm trying yeah. to do it to in a negative way, but I I just find it, you know, that sort of things can that kind of construction fascinates me, and it adds yeah, to yeah. the realism. It does. And when it comes to the digital effects, I've yet to find something that's actually made me go, well, I, that's dodgy. Whereas I can say that yeah. with some of the Doctor Who episodes, even some of the recent ones. You go, well, that's a bit dodgy. But so far, I've yet to find something that... We're talking going back to 2011, 2012, that I haven't found anything that's dodgy. Before the record, I've watched the last episode, which I watched because I was I was sitting down doing something else while the boss was watching it. And, oh, okay. Uh, and I follow the philosophy, if you don't like the ending, keep your mouth shut. Most people do like it. But that's just my I, opinion. I don't have a problem with the ending, to be honest, but I, obviously I'm wrong according to the internet. No, you're wrong because you're in the minority. The majority. Yeah. You're in the majority. I saw something that said that it's the minority who are the vocal ones who are heard because the majority just don't, don't have the time. Don't want no. To. We love the show. Why? Why would we want to kick up a stink? Why you're not going to change my opinion? And I don't like it when people try and force their opinions. One person trying to force their opinion on a hundred people to change their opinions, and you get yeah. the ones that will go like. Yeah. Right. 
it's I think it was it was Sophie Turner that said that it said it's insulting. Yeah. To all these people that put so much time and effort into it, the people you, I would say if you, if you think you can do better, do it yourself. Like your own thing. Yeah. But, exactly. Yeah, but a lot of the the thing is, a lot of people, especially now, feel that they're entitled that they have ownership on a project. They have to change it if it's not right. The amount of crap you find on YouTube about uh, you, you can't switch it on with it saying such and such is going to redo the Star Wars do the new Star Wars films. Yeah, it'll eventually it'll be season eight of it'll be like it's rumored that such and such is on board to redo season eight of Game of Thrones. It's all clickbait. Mm. Like it's, yeah, it's, I hate YouTube channels like that where like the thumbnail is just to get you to click it and it's just them talking about their opinion or like the, what we were saying recently as well videos that annoy us is explained videos like oh. the ending of so-and-so explained oh I, I i just i just watched the episode i know how i think it ends and if my opinion i don't really how you think it should have ended it's 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 no or how the studio inside is because all these people that have got so much time that they've read all the books and they've done everything People don't realise that things are supposed to be accessible to people that don't read all the books, that don't go into the folklore. It's got to be accessible. Yeah. And if, if you want to read fan theories with sources that are bulls or a load of rubbish, I, it, yeah, it, it, it frustrates me. I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem with fan theories per se, in the, in the sense of, like, you know where you come together and say... Oh, it'd be cool if this was that. You know, that's just discussion, isn't it? Like you're just having fun. But yeah, when people start saying this is canon and that's canon, and not oh, piss off. Yeah, I, I I completely agree. There's are we I was watching this uh, show on Friday, and the character uh, character said something, and afterwards, me and the boss, the fiance, were debating it. And it was obviously something that bugged me. And I was at the paid job on Saturday. And I was like, oh, that's the answer. So as soon as I finished work, I was like, I was like, I've got the answer. I said something we completely didn't think. This is it. I think this is going to be this. But you don't go me posting it all over, over on, on the internet about, here is the ending of this, who I think. This is a theory. Because if, I, if I'm right about this theory then I don't want anybody else to know because it might ruin it for them. Yeah. But everybody else has got to get out there because I know something you don't know. Yeah, it's kind of annoying culture, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, that's my little rant. That's why I'm, I'm kind of lucky that other than uh, other than the ending of Game of Thrones, and, of course, when you look on, when you click on, say, Kit Harrington, it's just the first name that came up because I've got IMDB up on the screen. If I click on Kit Harrington now, I know that he's in, by scrolling down, 62 episodes of Game of Thrones. So you get an idea as to how long people are going to be in the show by seeing how many episodes they're in. Yeah. But when you, but the only comes up when you're curious. It's like uh, Samuel Tarly. That sounds like a very Lord of the Rings name, Samuel Tarly. It is, it is definitely it's supposed to be Samwise Gamble. Ah. And his name's John Bradley, and I used to get him mixed up with Dave Bradley constantly, oh. like name-wise. He's in forty-eight episodes, and David David Bradley is how many episodes is he in? 
He did. That's rad. David Bradley. He's an actor in The World's End. Do you know that? What? Um, the, not Pirates of the Caribbean. No, David Bradley. He was in a film called The World's End and Hot Fuzz. Oh, yeah, Mad Fuzz, yeah. Yeah, I was being funny. We all know. We, we were a big <laughs> hot... I just want listeners, I was being funny then because we are both big Cornetto Trilogy fans. Mad Basil fans. Mad Basil! <laughs> Three episodes of Doctor Who? Where is it? Wait, is this one going down? I'm trying to find out what, per- what period is 2011. Game of Thrones, where are you on here? He's in six Matt episodes Smith, of Game of Thrones. Pardon? Isn't Matt Smith 2011? Yeah, yeah. I thought he'd be in that series. Yeah, that is Matt Smith. Yeah, Game of Thrones. He's in 2011 to 2017, six episodes. So, yeah, he's he's good, but yeah. So uh, you get an idea if you click on that actor's name. It's like Finn Jones, unrecognizable. He is. I was like, when you told me Finn Jones was in it, I was like, wow. But when you look at him in there, he's so young. Then you look at him as Danny Rand, and it's like, he grew up. He's got short hair in that as well, though, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Iron Fist. Yeah. But he yeah, is... so it, it's, I think the, the sort of, the long hair makes him look a lot different. He looks like he, he, he looks like he hasn't seen a razor in his life. <laughs> he so does, yeah. young. And I was like, I was like nah. And then, like, look at it, like, Plus, he lost a bit of weight since he did between the two. Because he looks a little bit chubby. Yeah. And not that I've got any issues with people that are chubby. Because he's like you're real chubby or fat. He does look a little bit bigger in Game of Thrones than he does. A bit like uh, Chris Pratt before he did Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And that Donald Sumpter, uh, Maester Lewin. He's, yeah, he's in... been in quite a few things. Yeah, I recognised him from... I mean, he's in... How many episodes of Game of Thrones? 14 episodes of Game of Thrones. And all I remember him from is an episode of Doctor Who. Where he's... Yeah, I've only ever seen him in an episode of... Like, I've never seen him... He's, he's like one of those guys, you know, like, oh, I've seen that guy before. Uh, he, he's the, the president in Hellbent. He is. Which is an absolute brilliant episode. Which also stars Maisie Williams is in that episode. Yeah. I don't think they share a, a no they don't share a scene together but they are in the same episode but uh, yeah I'm enjoying it it's, sometimes I find it a hard yeah. watch and it's, so, I think it's hard for like the amount of information they give you in the early seasons but once you're used to who everyone is and what house is what it, it's boring it's yeah. being natural so, yeah, what I'll do is, because this is there's eight seasons, yeah? I'm halfway through season two. We'll try and do another one at, say, season four. Yeah. So, uh, I think, I mean, look, I said, this has all been on this. This has been a, a little bit of an on the, on the, uh, you know, off-the-cuff podcast. So, uh, I'm going to say first impressions of Game of Thrones or something like that. Probably have the title yeah. change. So that's been one of probably four. And before we do our natural, which we'll end up eventually doing a real podcast. When I say real, you know what I mean. Everybody knows what I mean. 
Yeah. So, so I'm Stevie W. I've just started watching Game of Thrones, and uh, we'll see you on another podcast like this. Yeah, and I'm Callum, and I'm really happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> see you guys.